Welcome to the Joe Cozo Radio Show! March 3rd, 2023, and here we go. March, in the beginning of March, you start to realize good times is on its way. And what do I mean by that? The summer, the spring, you know, the nice weather. You know, one of the things that I hate about living here in New York is the cold weather. And you start getting older, you hate it even more. And then the fact that it's cold weather and when it's dark at five o'clock, it's no good. No good at all. But today's Friday, right? People going out tonight. You have some people going to go to the bar. They're going to try to hook up with a chick. They're going to try to get a guy, right? They're going to meet their friends there. They're going to do some shots, all that stuff. All the stuff that I don't do anymore. All the stuff that like this, gone. Because now... Friday night, you know what we're doing tonight? We're going to the Barnes & Noble bookstore so I can get away from my dogs because my dogs don't leave me alone. Two German Shepherds, they're all over me. I sit down, at, you know, if I sit at the you know, kitchen table or whatever, or I get my laptop, they're all over me. They want to play. They want me to, you know, play rope with them and throw the ball. It's too much. So we're going to Barnes & Noble tonight. <laughs> Big night. And we're going to book a trip to Texas because we're gonna go look at Fort Worth. Then we're gonna go down to Austin, drive down to Austin, check out that, and people are like, Joe, you're, you're not gonna do Austin. It's too liberal. And I am so far past all of that in my life. First of all, nothing is more liberal, and I mean nothing, than New York City. So I don't care what Austin is possibly like. All I care about right now is two things. One, nice weather have to have nice weather, okay? Have to do it. And the second thing is just a place that's gonna make me happy. Something that is different. All right, for, I'm 49, but for 46 years, three years I lived in Brooklyn from one to three, I don't remember anything. But from three years old till now, 49, I've lived, lived in basically the same radius, 10 mile radius my whole entire life. I'm done. I'm done taking the same roads, seeing the same stores, seeing the same owners at the stores, shopping at the same grocery stores, uh, going to the same restaurants, still seeing people that I graduated high school with. I don't want anything to do with these people. I don't want anything to do with these people. I have a, you know, a small knit group of friends and that's it. Anybody on the outside, don't want to see. I avoid them like the plague when I'm in the supermarket. I'm ready just for something new. And listen, if Dallas doesn't work, then maybe Austin will work a year later. And if Austin doesn't work, then maybe somewhere in Florida will work. And if Florida doesn't work, I don't know, somewhere in Wisconsin, Hawaii, I'll go anywhere. I have no ties. My daughter is now 22 years old, out of college. I can't believe it. Starting a whole new chapter. And that's another thing that I've been doing with myself too. I've been real hard on myself lately. Real tough on myself. And that's what happens during the winter when you're locked in in New York and there's nothing to do. I've never been this bored, you know, at night 
say like around from six o'clock until I go to bed and I go to bed around 9.30. So those three and a half hours, all we do, Red and myself, we sit on the couch. She's either on the phone looking, you know, things. I'm trying to look up things on my computer or I'm searching on the TV for a TV show. And that could be for an hour, hour and a half. And I fall right to sleep. And then of course the dogs. It's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Again, it's freezing outside. It's dark outside. And you're pretty died. Oh God, I was like this. I was like this. That's why I want some action. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna get some action going. But for the people that do stay, it's it's terrible in my opinion. And now I'm right there with it. And then the people that leave, everybody who leaves where they grew up, they always say it's the best decision they've ever made. Always says that. You know. And I'm thinking, why would I want to live life? Even if it's two places, why not make try a three or try a different? Just move around a little bit when you can. See, a lot of people have kids, especially young kids. They can't do it. And I and I sit to Red. I'm like, listen, let's just see what happens. We go one place for a year. We don't like it. On to the next. But what I've said before, though, is I'm really trying to fix my life and the way I do things and the way I see things. And one of those things is just the habits that I have. You know, you start getting into a routine and then life starts getting mundane. So I want to start changing my habits. And I started reading this book called Atomic Habits. And one of the things that really helped me out in this book, and I'll read it to you here. It's about identity, right? How you identify yourself, what you identify yourself as. And I'm just going to read a passage from this book. And it's by James Clear. I highly recommend reading this book. If you want to change your life, if you're sitting there saying, you know what? I need to do things differently. Sometimes you need guidance. You know, for such a long time in my life, I wouldn't get the guidance from someone. First of all, I had no guidance. My father was not really a father figure at all. I, my mom passed away at a young age. And then it got to the point that I just thought I knew it all. And finally, it's like, you know what? Maybe I need to be coached. Maybe I need something from the outside. And that's when I started really searching, you know, with self-help, doing the motivational, listening to motivational stuff, reading and here, let me just read this passage for you. And it's about how you identify yourself. And it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Imagine two people resisting a cigarette. When offered a smoke, the first person says, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. It sounds like a reasonable response, but this person still believes they are a smoker who is trying to be something else. They are hoping their behavior will change while carrying around the same beliefs. The second person though, the second person declines by saying, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. It's a small difference, but this statement signals a shift in identity. Smoking was part of their former life, not their current one. They no longer identify as someone who smokes. Now you take that concept and you could put that into so many different things, right? I don't identify as someone who eats like crap. And I'm telling you, in life, you are what you eat. What you eat during the day, how you diet can affect your life dramatically. So if you, if I, if you identify someone that says, keeps saying, you know, I'm trying to go on a diet. Well, then you're really not on a diet. You know, or, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy. Well, then you really don't eat healthy because you're trying to do it. But if you identify and it's a shift and it's helped me dramatically it's helped me with my diet it's helped me how i look at my relationship how i look at life how i look at my job 
And when you, when, and, and again, it's just immediate and it's just a change in your thought process. And when you identify as, no, I'm not eating that cookie because I identify as a healthy person and healthy people, they don't eat cookies. You know, healthy people don't, doesn't have a glass of milk and dunks five chips ahoy, which is the best, by the way. Right? I don't know what's better. Do you think it's Chips Ahoy being dunked into your milk? Or is it Oreos? It's tough. They're both. Both classic. And it can't be double fudge or whatever or or even the double chocolate Chips Ahoy. It's got to be regular blue box Chips Ahoy and the regular Oreo. That's it. Can't be anything else. But those two, that's really tough though. But again, it really is just goes from a shift in your behavior. So one of the things though, again, like I said at night, you know, it's boring, but I, but I gotta tell you, I, I gotta give you guys something. I don't know if you've seen this show and it's one of the few that we find and it got recommended from one of my boys, but it's called The Offer, right? And it's about how the Godfather series was made on, you know, for the two movies. I say two, even though there's three, but the third one was garbage. The second one was better than the first one. If you and if you've never seen The Godfather, you're missing out. And I can't. I don't even know how it's this because there is some people out there that still haven't seen it. People that I talk to, I'm like, are you serious? How did you not see The Godfather? But again, this is like a based on real events around nine episodes, a docu series about the creation and the difficulties of going through it. And you know, it is. Um, Robert Evans, it's about Robert Evans and who's the other guy? Al Rudd, Ruddy. And the two actors, who is it? Miles Tiller and also Matthew Good. And they are absolutely fantastic. The acting is superb. The writing is superb. And again, it's based on, you know, true events. And you watch it and you're like, I had no idea. Again, and it's on Paramount Plus. I absolutely love it. Um, what we're going to be doing here on the show, we're going back to the original format. And when I mean the original format, I mean when, before I started doing politics, because once I started doing politics in 2016, it kind of just got me off of the beaten path of the phone calls, the comedy, having the regulars, Ronnie Guns, Edro, Robbie Fresh, Nikki Pags, come on. You know, just those, those regular crew, Crazy Robert, which who we're gonna call right now. And that's what we're doing too with this show now. The phone calls are back. We're going to try to do a live show every day at the same time. So if you want, you call in. You could also zoom in. There's going to be a link in that. But the phone calls were such a big part of the show, and I love talking on the phone. Talking on the phone, to you know, especially growing up, was the best. Now, you know, very limited people that I want to talk to on the phone. The rest, everybody gets a text message. All right, let's see here. If we can try and get Crazy Robert on the phone, let's give him a call. We'll see what we can do. All right? Not saying that he's going to pick up or not. And he has no idea I'm calling it, but here we go. Let's see what we got cooking. Crazy Robert. Now, Gene is home. His mother. Let's see. Now, he could be out and about. It's a nice day out here in New York, actually, for one of the first few times. So, yeah, it doesn't look like we got him. No. Hello? Hello? Yes? Who's this? Who's this? Gene? Hi, Joey. Gene, how are you? 
I'm fine, but I can't walk, Joey. What do you mean you can't walk? What do they do? You don't have you. You can't use your legs anymore. No, not until I get better. Hold on, Robert. Hold on a second. Hold I'm on bitch. a second. What happened I'm... to you, Jean? Everybody was nervous. We thought you were gonna die. No, I'm not dying. I'm just. I have no control of my. Of my, you know what? What do you mean? You just shit in your pants? Yes, I have diapers. What? And Jeffrey cleans it. <laughs> Jeffrey cleans it. Wait, wait a Joey. second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So you lay in bed, you can't walk, and out of nowhere, you'll just shit your pants, and you don't even know that you're gonna have to shit, or do you know you have to shit and you just have to hold it? Sometimes I can't get to the bathroom. I can't walk. I have no physical therapy. Wait, a, wait, but hold on. So you sit there in bed, and you know that you have to shit. So you just shit in the diaper. Yes. Doesn't it go all over your ass and everything? Jeffrey cleans it. That is, I, <laughs> even though Jeffrey doesn't really do too much for the, you know, his prior life in that house, to be honest with you, this makes up for everything, him wiping your ass. Because imagine Robert having to, you know, wipe your ass. Oh my God. When's the last time you had sex? Oh, God, he doesn't come over anymore. Well, why would I he? Can't have, I can't have sex. Why can't you have sex? Because I am always in a diaper. <laughs> and I'm wet all the time. I'm always wet. Wait, so you pee? So what do you do? You watch TV all day long, and you'll just be watching something and then just piss into the diaper? Yes. And then how long? What if Jeffrey's not there? How long are you in a piss diaper for? Sometimes a few hours. Wait, you're on. Wait a minute. What about a shit diaper? When's the longest you've been in the shit diaper for? Well, that I'm lucky with. He gets it before he goes to work. Oh, so you have your morning coffee and you take your shit. So you make sure. I don't have morning coffee. Why? Robert won't get it. Oh, he's terrible. Is Robert there? Yeah, here he is. All right, let me talk to him. Oh, okay. I love you, Joey. I love you, Gene. Don't I'll talk worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'm not going to die. Well, hold on a second. Real quick, if you do die, yeah. you know I'm taking Robert, right? Hey, kid. Robert? Hey, uh, yes. You don't wipe your mother's ass? No, my brother does. What happens if your brother's not there? Will you wipe her ass? Who is this? This is your father. There you go. There's your fault. Hey, There's your fault. Hey, hey, Listen, I'm hearing that you're walking around the stores, Dunkin' Donuts, and you're begging people for money with no shoes on. No, it was people come on. I was at my coffee and I saw Glenn Bickleman and he gave me money. I didn't even ask him. I don't know, but I, uh, Edro told me that he saw you near Howard's Pub shenanigans up there around, you know, that old place, Howard's Pub or the, uh, the, the Trot Inn? And he says that you're people are walking by, and you're like a beggar in New York City streets, like a homeless man asking people for money. Fuck Edro, fuck him, fuck you, Edro. I'll smack you one. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> just letting you know that that's what he's saying. And then I saw another person. I'm not going to say his name because he's never come on the show, but he saw you and said that you're walking around Dunkin' Donuts in slippers asking people for money. Did a long time ago? Did you uh? Did you talk to that dude in Dunkin' Donuts who wants to be on the show? I talked to him one time. I don't think that it's going to be a good fit. Why? What's going on with him? He wants you to, he wants to talk to you. He wants to come on? Does he give you free coffee? 
No, you mean nothing. He's a scumbag. He told me to get the. He's a bad. He's gay, I think. Okay. Well, what do you, why do you think he's gay? Because he talks gay. He talks gay? How does he talk? Let me yeah. hear. Imitate it. Uh, I don't know. I know what the. No, it sounds like Chewbacca. Up, That's what? I don't need. I know what it means. I know the difference, Joey. You do? Yes. You've been taking your medication? Yes. When's the last time you jerked off? Oh, uh, a little while ago. Who did you jerk off to? Nobody important. No. What does that mean? I don't know. I just did in the bathroom. How long does it take you? You do it right in the bathroom? What's your whole method? What do you do? A minute. I need about two minutes. But what do you do? What's the method? Uh, soap. Bar of soap and that's it? And water. You watching any TV? No, I ain't got a TV. I want a television air conditioner. What's the uh, what's Michael Jackson's top three songs of all time? Uh, Billy Jean, uh, Thriller, I'm bad, I think. <laughs> I don't do. I don't say that to you. Those you kids are all good to me. What else is going on in the neighborhood? Anything else I need to know before I let you go? No, where are you? Don't worry about it, bro. When you coming over? I don't know. I'm well. It depends. If you stop calling, why do you call eighteen times a day? Cause I love you and I got nothing to do. They cut me off the fucking ring. What do you mean? They cut me out of it again. Who did? They keep stopping me. Who? I don't know if fuck's doing it. But if I want to get him, I could. If we we know, probably know it is. If we want to get him, we could. Get get but what? Motherfuckers. I cut the ring off and I cut, I, I stopped the, I stopped the motherfuckers in their tracks. What did you say to them? No, I said, get your shit out. I said, don't sign it and I won't end call earlier. All right, I got to go. I'll talk to you in a little bit. You got the number okay. now? Does the number come up on the caller ID? Uh, I'll see. All right, later. Okay, thank you, Joey. All right, so that's it. There's Crazy Robert doing his thing. And uh, again, like I said you know, before, though, before we got Crazy Robert, that's what we're going to be doing again. We're going to get Crazy Robert. We're going to get people calling in. We you know maybe do a date line, date night thing at like, you know, on Friday nights or Saturday nights, do a late night and do it live and see if do that. We'll do whatever, whatever it is. Excuse me, I'm just looking to have some fun and do my thing. And March is here, and I absolutely love it. There's so much to do in March as well, you know, by the way. You have the World Baseball Classic. Right? And I don't know if you're into sports and, and whatnot, but I love baseball. And the Baseball Classic, I think this year is going to be top-notch. I actually think baseball is going to jump up in the ratings. I think it's going to supplant the NBA. It's never touching football. Football's King shit. There's nothing better than watching football. You know, I don't care what anybody says, especially the Red Zone channel. I don't know how, you know, I think they ruined football by having the Red Zone channel because nobody watches a full game anymore. All they do is just watch the Red Zone channel. This thing is going crazy. It's on my kneecap and that's why I keep moving it. And that's why it's on this wire on my uh, headphones here. But with all the new rule changes, with the World Baseball Classic and you know opening day coming up here, look at these new rules. Let me read them to you here. I think it's fantastic, fantastic what baseball has done. 
you know, for so many years, everybody was like, don't touch the rules, baseball, you can't do this. This is the way it is. And then all of a sudden they said, fuck it. We're going to implement some new rules here. We're going to try it out in minor leagues, and then we're going to put it into spring training this year, and away we go. And one of them is the pitch clock, right? And here's the rules. 15 seconds with the bases empty, and then 20 seconds with runners on. Hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance. How many times do we watch a baseball game and the batter gets out of the batter's box or calls timeout and then it takes like two or three minutes before the next pitch? He must be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch count. Again, I love it. Pitchers get two disengagements, pickoff attempts or step-offs. Okay, only two of them. How many times does a runner on base and then the pitcher keeps throwing over to first base. Four, five, six, seven times in one at-bat. Now, for one batter, gets two. Whether you step off the rubber or you throw over to first or second or third, whatever it may be. Violations are a balk. I love it. Let's keep the game moving. Limits on pickoff attempts led to 26% increase in stolen base attempts in the minor leagues. I love it. Stolen bases is action. Everybody loves stolen bases. Hold on a second. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a frog in my throat. Whatever that was. A tickle. A little tickle. Pitch timer helped reduce the game length by 25 minutes. It's one of the things about baseball that you just don't want because you know you're going to have to invest around three hours, two and a half to three hours in a game. Make it like this and give me more Action. Here, also, shift restrictions, which I thought was killing the game. Two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base when the pitch is released. All four infielders must be have, must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. Let's roll. Let's do it. I love it. And then they increased the bigger bases, first base, second base, and third base, increased from 15 inches to 18 square inches. Okay. Whatever it is, whatever it takes, it makes the runner get a little get there faster, makes stolen bases increase. I love everything about it. And here, here's the, you know, with the World Baseball Classic, if you remember this, this is such a great play. This is Manny Machado. I think this was in 2019, and you had Adam Jones playing center field, and it was the United States versus the Dominican Republic. Here, watch this play right here. I love it. No doubt. Clippard looking for a clean inning here in the seventh. Hit well out to right center field. Jones still on the move, running out of room, and he makes the pass! He makes the pass! Oh, baby, well, you, you just get that excitement. And here's the thing. Look at the... Let's look at this. Let's do a little comparison here. Watch the players that you have here for the United States, the lineups. So just do a comparison with the lineups in the Dominican Republic, and you're like, wait a second here. America might have some real big problems, and but you know it's it it is what it is because I love all of these players. And then here you have Real Muto at catcher, and for the Dominican Republic you have Sanchez. Then you have Goldschmidt at first, Vladimir Guerrero at first for the Dominican Republic. Second base McNeil. You have Marte, Catel Marte. It's kind of a wash. It's kind of been a wash all three of these positions here. And then you have short third base. Arenado for the United States and Manny Machado, two top, 
top third baseman. Again, just another wash there. Shortstop you have for the Americans. You have Justin Turner. Not Justin Turner. Um, I've got Turner from, I forgot, from the Phillies. And then Pena. I can't believe I can't remember his name really quick here. Justin Turner's from the uh, Dodgers, I believe. But you have Pena for the shortstop for the Houston Astros. And for the Dominican Republic, outfield. Watch the outfield. You have Tucker, Trout, and Betts for the Americans. And then for the you for the Dominican Republic, you have Hernandez, Julio Rodriguez, and Juan Soto. DH, you have Pete Alonso from the Mets. And then you have for the Dominican Republic, Rafael Devers from Boston. The lineup is just ridiculous. And you, you sit there and you're like, well, I don't know who's, who's going to win that at all. Like, who knows who's going to do that? But... It really is something else. I absolutely love it. I absolutely cannot wait. And you know, and then you have that. Then you have March Madness that's coming up right after that, right in the middle of March, and then opening day. So March, to me, is just how, how do you not love it? How do you not sit there and say there's something else I wanted to talk about too? Here is um, the Alex Murdoch trial. Now, there's a reason why I want to talk about. It. I didn't follow this. I don't know if you did. I didn't follow this whole scene and this lawyer who allegedly, at the time allegedly, killed his wife and his son. And here, let me read. This is from the New York Times, right? Let me just, I'll give you a little brief synopsis because it just ended and he was convicted, right? And this is from the New York Times today. The murder case against Alex Murdo. The disgraced South Carolina lawyer accused of killing his wife and son concluded with a guilty verdict and consecutive life sentences without parole. Done. Your life is done. Okay? Two year, I mean, two consecutive life without parole. That's it. The rest of your life, I believe he's 53 or 56 years old. What, what did we just say he was? I think he's, he's 50, 54. 54 years old. So let's just say he lives for another 30 years. All 30 years are going to be in jail. He's never going to see the light of day. He's never going to love anything. He's got a 1,700-acre ranch. 1,700 acres. Never going to use it again. Um, after a six-week trial that probed the mysteries, manners, and um, machinations of the fallen legal dynasty. After closing arguments were completed, the jury began deliberating Thursday afternoon on whether Mr. McDowell 54, fatally shot his wife, Maggie, and their younger son, Paul, near the dog kennels on the family's rural hunting estate in South Carolina in 2021. So now, why am I bringing this up? There's a reason. Is because O.J. Simpson has the audacity, right, to go on Twitter and basically give a play-by-play or his thoughts and opinions of what took place at the murder trial. Now remember here, O.J. Simpson acquitted on murder. Everybody and their mother thinks that he did it. And the only reason why he was acquitted was because it was basically an all-black jury. All right, that's my opinion. I don't care what anybody says. And it's not, nothing to do about being racist. It's just about two races sticking up for each other. It's not about me being racist. I just, that's what I believe. And that's what I believe happened. And then you watch this video, and it, I have to tell you, the fact that he will come on and post this, say, and it was on Twitter, and post this on Twitter makes you believe either this guy was really innocent or this guy is putting on some propaganda 
you know, machine episode and trying to convince people and himself that he actually didn't kill his wife. It's really, it's really crazy. Here, watch this video. This is O.J. Simpson talking about the Alex Murdoch trial. Here we go. After the police officers had testified in my case, uh, all of the sheriff's department, they ran the jail, not the prison, but they ran the jail, and that's where I was being housed. Uh, they said, you're going home. And I said, well, how can you guys be so sure? They said, when a jury sees somebody as lying, especially police officers, uh, they won't convict. And like it or not, those police officers, it was pretty uh, apparent that they were lying about stuff. Well, uh, that seemed to be the case here with Murdoch. The one thing that the jury must have seen is that the guy's a liar. And once the guy's a liar, you can't believe anything he says. How does this man have the audacity to say that? So, Because basically what he's saying is, is because of the cops that lied at his trial, then he was innocent. But that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily true. That if the cops are lying, that doesn't mean they weren't there. They have no real, real, it's all, you know, what they call is, you know, it's all circumstantial evidence. I couldn't think of the word for a second. It's all, and I, and I do this for a It's all circumstantial evidence, on, especially on murder trials, on whether or not O.J. Simpson committed that murder. But just because the cops were lying, that doesn't mean, hey, let's do it again. After the police officers had testified as a liar, and once the guy's a liar, you can't believe anything he says. You know, hold on a second here, because what O.J.'s basically saying is, is because the, he's trying to compare the both trials, and that's why, you know, it's so easy that this guy's now convicted, because the cops were lying on O.J.'s case, and... Alex is actually, you know, Murdoch is actually lying on his case. It's two separate things. See, just because the cops were lying or got caught lying on certain things in OJ's case doesn't mean OJ didn't commit the murder. OJ didn't testify. This guy testified. So here we can now make a rational conclusion on whether or not we think this guy's full of shit. OJ, nothing. Nothing. The only thing that happened with OJ was when he put the gloves on, which was a technical error by the prosecution. They should never have done that. You never ask questions as a prosecutor that you don't know the answers to, and there you had no idea on whether or not those gloves were going to fit his hands. And here's another thing, right? If you're going to commit murder, why not put gloves that won't fit your hands at the murder scene? Then you don't have to worry about anything because then what happens is Exactly that. I don't know. I don't even know if it was that prosecutor on the take or that was just a bad call. I have no idea. But that was terrible. And here's O.J. Simpson. Just go away. Everybody thinks that you killed your wife. All right. When I see this, I can't take it. Sometimes I, you know, I see O.J. and he's talking sports, whatever. Okay. I mean, you got to have the life. You got to do whatever. But it's hard to. It's hard with O.J. because O.J. didn't do his time. If O.J. was in jail for thirty years which is still, you know, when you kill somebody, it's either you're in life jail or you get the death penalty. That should be the only two sentences. You shouldn't come out and get a second chance because the person you killed didn't get a second chance. But the fact that he's out there now doing this is just too much. But if he went to jail, say he did 30, 35 years, sometimes you would say, well, that was the sentence he got. And that was the punishment he received. And when people, after they receive their sentence and they serve their time, in my opinion... Now justice is served and they get their life back. But this, 
he didn't go to jail for. He went to jail for unrelated things. And I just, I, I believe that it's just totally crazy. Now, I want to move on here. I want to talk a little politics here. But before we do, you know, we have the interviews on the Joe Cozo show. We had this guest. His name is All Fred. And he ate this chip. It's called the Pequai chip. And I'll, I'll show you. We're going to play it. And I really, you know, I'm asking you to watch this video. Go on our YouTube page. Obviously, it helps out the show. I think you're going to love it. He's a fantastic guest. Again, All Fred. And one of the things that he does is he tries this hot, hot tortilla, tri- tortilla chip which I'm going to play for you right now. And the guy is just amazing. He was a great guest. I met him, you know, on, um, I, I believe I met him on uh, on Craigslist, uh, an ad that we put on trying to get guests. Hey, anybody wants to come on the show? Come on, let's go. And that's how we get some of these guests. I don't know who they are. I have no idea. And I like it that way sometimes too, because, it, you know, sometimes you get some magic and sometimes you don't. You get somebody that's really, really boring. But this guy here, this is all Fred eating this hot cup. I don't know how you pronounce this thing. I have no idea. I have no idea. But watch this. Here we go. Alfred. Yes, sir. Is about to eat the Paki chip, the chip challenge. Now look at me. Yes. Are you really going to? I'm going to fucking eat that shit. You're going to eat it. I'm going to fucking eat it. All right, go ahead. I'm going to eat that shit. All right, here we go. It's on him. Can I see you eat that again? I didn't see it. Fuck. Fucking hot. It's hot? Get closer to the mic, please. Get closer to the mic. It might ruin it. It's fucking hot. All right, talk to you. What do you think? I think it's fucking hot. <laughs> I mean, as of yet, it's fucking hot. I'm sorry to tell you, it gets so much worse. <laughs> Drink some water. Drink some water if you need some water. Now, you only took a, a little bit. I did. I took a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Now, Joe, I got to throw this out there. You got a chip on your side of the table. Not going to happen. Pussy. Not going to do it. I know already. I don't, this is not going to happen. You don't know shit. How bad? So, so you got to tell us. Nobody, out there. We've never eaten this chip before. So you got to tell us. what. I'm not eating it. It's not I'm happening. Eat it. No, I'm not Come on, happen. pussy. I am a pussy. 100%. <laughs> oh, he's crying. The tears. He's crying. The tears are out. I love it. What a great, great guest. What a great time. I, I would never eat that chip. Now, the whole chip challenge it's supposed to be is you eat the whole chip. Now, we just had someone, our last previous guest, his name is uh, Golden. Um, what was his first name? Justin Golden, I think it is. The last guest that we just had. I try to get him to take the chip. And you're going to have to watch the last episode on see whether or not he does. But we try giving another guest this chip. But again, you're not catching me do it because I see people, they pass out. They can't do anything. I wouldn't be able to continue on with the show. This guy did it like a champ, but he took a little, little, little piece. I didn't even get to see it. But when it was over, I looked at the chip. It was like a little morsel, honestly. And that's how that guy wound up. It's unbelievable. All right, listen, let's get into a little bit of the politics here that I want to talk about. You know, we did a little sports. We'll do a little entertainment. We do movies. We'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about anything. Um... I haven't been, I, you know, obviously I follow politics, but it's not like how I used to do it because I think it's so depressing and I'm so down on America. I really am. I really, 
I love this country more than anything, and it's so sad to see these people coming in here and ruining it. And I feel like the whole Democratic Party, who hates what America stands for, and I believe the, Mer the Democratic Party is run by a few elite whites who are placating to all of the blacks in the Democratic Party. I'm not talking about all the blacks in America. Okay, and that's why you're seeing, and, and then the LGBTQ community, because they ha they're trying to make sure that they can keep these people as their base, as their voting base. So they appease to them as much as they possibly can. And these groups, and I'm talking about black Americans and LGBTQ Americans, have now basically taken over the Democratic Party, and they are making all of these things that you see. That's why it's no more equality. It's equity, okay? So equity, it automatically puts people up to a certain position. And it doesn't mean that these people are qualified for the job. It just means that they got the right skin color. All right? And you see this going on in all walks of life. And it should be equality. That's what the Constitution's about. Everyone is equal. But now this equity agenda, you have to have a certain amount of LGBTQ. You have to have a certain amount of black. You have to have, it should be about meritocracy about the United States of America, and it's not. And here, this is, let me see here, what do we got here? This is Phil Washington, all right? He is being nominated by Joe Biden as the new FAA um, nominee, the head of the FAA. Listen to the questions that he gets asked by, um, by Ted Bull, who is a senator, and trying to see whether or not this guy, Washington, is qualified for the job. Washington is black, okay? And that's what the Biden administration does. It doesn't matter about the qualifications that we have this equity agenda. And he's trying to nominate all LGBT and all black and white people are out. If you're white, you're not getting a job in the Biden you know, cabinet. It's not happening. So again, this is Phil Washington being asked questions about certain aspects and what it takes to be the FAA, I believe, commissioner. Here we go. Watch this. This is, again, like I said, unbelievable. So Mr. Washington, can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADSB transponder? Not sure I can answer that question right now. That's, that's okay. We'll just keep going. So, um, so what are the six types of special use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator, I cannot answer that question. Okay. So what are the operational limitations of a pilot flying under basic med. Senator, I'm not a pilot, so... Can you tell me what causes an aircraft to spin or to stall? Uh, again, Senator, I'm not a pilot. What are the three aircraft certifications the FAA requires as part of the manufacturing process? The, the three no. types? So can you tell me what the minimum separation distance is for landing and departing airliners during the daytime, Mr. Washington? I, I don't want to guess on that, Senator. Every question couldn't get any answer at all. And again, it's not about meritocracy. That's, it's not. The only thing that it's about is what color skin you are. And what's happening here in America and how we're do, going down that road, how we went from, you know, the complete opposite that where everybody fought and lives were sacrificed during the Civil War to end this type of behavior, this racism, you know, only allowed to do certain things. You can't drink that water fountain if you're black. Well, now you can't be the commissioner here, excuse me, you can't be the FAA commissioner if you're white. How did we get back to this? How did we get a total reverse?
And again, I blame the whole Democratic Party for all of it. But one of the things, though, because I haven't talked politics in a while, and people have been emailing me and text messaging me, DMing me, saying, come on, we want to hear your thoughts on what's going on in this world here. And, you know, you haven't done a show in a while. My thoughts are this. I think that we are headed for World War III. I think that the Biden administration is completely um, incapable of fighting this war and doing what this proxy war against Russia, Russia and siding with the Ukraine. I think Ukraine is a corrupt country. I think the only reason why that the United States and Joe Biden is so heavily involved in it is because there's dirty secrets that are there and it's the way they are laundering money. But here's the question that I have. And if, if I was a reporter and I was going to interview Joe Biden, I would say, what's the end game? Because Vladimir Putin is not going to just say, all right, I lost. Because he knows he could beat Ukraine. It's just how is he going to go about beating Ukraine? Don't tell me that Ukraine can beat Russia they can't. And here's the other thing. When Vladimir Putin's back is completely up against the wall and you have, you know, senators and people in Congress and you have, you know, just total malfeasance by saying we want regime change in Russia. What? What do you want to do? You're going to kill Vladimir Putin? You're going to put a bounty on his head? You're going to uh, process him for war crimes? This guy has the biggest nuclear arsenal in the world and he will use it before he dies before you kill him if he thinks you're going to kill him there'll be a nuclear war but now you see china starting to side with russia and that's why now all of a sudden the department of energy came out and said well we think that COVID came from a lab leak because now slowly what the united states government's going to do is start putting propaganda out against china the united states government is the most corrupt government i believe in the world. The FBI is corrupt. The CIA is corrupt. Our politicians are corrupt. And it's all because of greed and money. And I don't know how we're going to get out of this. If Russia sides with now, if China now sides with Russia, then you have also Iran and North Korea and then up against us. You know, France did nothing. I don't want to side. I don't want France as my partner. Of course, I love great. They are us. Almost everything from the Brits. But they're soft too. And what else? We want Canada. See what Canada is turning into? It's turning into a communist state. I believe the United States right now is fucked. That's what I believe. I believe that we're in a recession. I believe that that inflation is not going to stop anytime soon. I think people are going to be out of work. And I think what's happening at the border and what we're doing in Ukraine is just totally day by day ruining this country. It's, it's, it's really unbelievable. All right. So listen, let's wrap it up here, right? What do we have? March 3rd. If you get a chance, go onto our YouTube page, subscribe, share the show, helps out the show, comment. We're going to start doing things live. And again, I'll stop putting out there the show's phone number and also the link, the Zoom, so to speak, link that you come on and you can get Zoomed in and we'll talk about anything. Let's have some fun. Have some fun this weekend. Again, remember this, though, about identity. Make sure when you look in the mirror, you know who you are and who you identify yourself as. Because once you can identify yourself in a certain way,
I'm telling you, your life is going to change. All right, with that being said, watch third in the books. I'm out. Peace.